Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, JC. Hello to everybody joining us today. We are so happy to have you guys with us. And so happy to have all the liberty loving patriots here today on President's Day. Some people actually got a holiday today. I don't know what holidays are. I don't even get a vacation. Am I all right? Got a a holiday on President's Day? Yeah. People have like days off for President's Day. Nice. But then I saw some liberal fish wrap complaining about the fact that it's not actually just president's day. The only president we actually celebrate on president's day is the rich elite white slave owner, George Washington. So we need to eliminate president's day or we need to actually just go ahead and talk and, you know, celebrate other presidents. (sighs) (laughs) Hey guys, going to be in uh, Deland, Florida tomorrow. 11 uh we start at noon actually uh doors open at 11:30 a.m. there is no food but we will be teaching tomorrow solving the state and local government overreach if you want to know where to find that if there you want to get actually a map for that then you can go to chrisannhall.com and when you go to chrisannhall.com and click on the calendar You'll be able to find out more details about that event. And you'll also be able to find out the details of all the rest of the events that we have coming up. JC and I be flying out, (laughs) flying out on Wednesday. Our arms are going to be really tired. Do you like those sound effects, right? Yeah. Uh, We're going to be flying out on Wednesday for, Oh, goodness gracious. A whirlwind tour of Washington State and Oregon. Hoping that we might catch up with some Washington friends, Oregon friends while we're up there. I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm trying to get uh, Matt Shea maybe come over and see us if he can. That kind of stuff going on. But JC and I are going to be tag teaming it all this week in Washington State and in Oregon. And it's going to be really, really great. So everybody's on social media, you know, so you're not limited to your 30 mile radius. Go ahead and share where we're going to be so that you can share with your friends and your not so friends on social media. I actually had to block somebody on Facebook today, JC. Mm -hmm. I had to block somebody. I don't like blocking people because you know how I am, man. I'm just totally a teacher. I want to teach everybody. I want to reach everybody. I'm I I, want to rescue the lost. Intellectually and liberty and spiritually. And I almost had to block somebody. Yeah, really? Yeah, it was some people don't usually go with you. Beat Navy. Oh, trash. (laughs) Somebody was putting on my. You guys, he's totally talking about me. <laughs> we, JC and I got to meet up with a friend this weekend uh, that we've been friends with for 25 years. Actually, JC's been friends with him for what, 31, 31. years? Holy cow. I'll give you an idea how old JC is. Yeah. So um, they were both Navy. I was Army. And so I posted on <laughs> 
Jay-Z's Facebook page, Go Army Beat Navy. <laughs> and he told me he was going to block delete, me. block. <laughs> You're not allowed to delete block your own wife, even if she does say, Go Army Beat Navy. You did marry me when I'm I was not, in the Army. So. I'm not sure that's in the rules anywhere. <laughs> You did marry me when I was in the army, so you can't claim ignorance on that part. Delete block. <laughs> no, but seriously, this is the thing. This guy, I have been trying to reach him now for months. You know, he, first off, can somebody tell me why these people come to my page and spend time there? I mean, not he just come and say, oh, what a nut job. I don't like you. I'm going to keep moving on, right? But Oh, look at this crazy person. I don't like her. Let's try to make some communication, right? Let's post on her post and tell her how crazy she is. Do they actually think, JC? trolling. I know, but see, I don't understand the mind of a troll. So maybe you can help me understand this. No? <laughs> no. Well, go ahead. So anyway, what what is... What is so pathetic about someone else's life that they have to come on my social media and tell me I'm crazy? Do they do they maybe actually think that they might be the one that will convince me that I'm actually crazy? Right. Do you think that's the thought process or is it just more of. I have so much nastiness in my spirit. I have to spew it out somewhere every now and again. You're like, I don't know. I don't know either. I have no idea. But I actually gave up on the guy um, today and blocked him because he told me to F off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'll take a whole lot of whatever you got, hoping I might reach you. But if you're going to start throwing F-bombs at me, Did you, card him? you gotta go. D t can you do that? <laughs> it's probably like 14 or something. I don't know. He's one of those guys who's always coming up there and telling me things like, um, Chrisanne, I dare you. I dare you to define person. You can't define person. <laughs> and so you can't define what a person is. So you're an idiot, right? You know, the, the whole esoteric meta message. I'm a, you know, Obsessed. a what? Obsessed. A, whatever. I don't know. Idiot. I, I, I just, it just discourages. Well, it doesn't discourage me, but it disappoints me when I have to, to, to let somebody go. Cause then I can't reach them. That's right. It's like a personal failure. They're for me bored and have no life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> bored and have no but that's my point how pathetic are you that you have to and he came every day jc like, every day like to sand, drop some like of his sand wisdom hill there. jerry holic yeah who right there sand hill jerry holic yeah the topic yeah. is trolls the topic is trolls sand hill jerry holic do we need to type that on the screen yeah i don't know maybe i don't know frustrating but the point is spoken language a challenge yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't have any sign language, and they don't put up the the, it, it's, it, the things it, it's up like there. The, so. I remember from the public school where they had the sandwich, like you had to build your story with a sandwich. Oh yeah, so, the intro, yeah. Uh, the road sign. Tell them what. Right. Tell them what you're going to tell them. The stuff. Tell, tell them. Then tell then, them. Then tell them. And then tell them what you told them. And then tell them what you told them. That is so elementary. Hello, Jerry Hill. The next top. The topic for the next nine minutes is trolls. <laughs> Shall we proceed?
Like you don't announce it, then you you don't even have a topic yet. No, we've been speaking for ten minutes, and you haven't figured out the topic yet. The, well, and it's all really fallen oh. in line because for me, the trolls they discourage me. I get to you know, I, I, they don't discourage me in I a big it. picture. I know you do, but what discourages me is that I, I can't reach them. I have that that. I don't know. Maybe it's a female syndrome. I don't know. I have the female syndrome of I want to rescue the lost puppy. Mm -hmm. Right. You're the psychologist. You know how that works. Right. And so if I can't rescue the lost puppy, it's not for me. It's not actually a reflection on the lost puppy. It's a reflection on me. I've somehow failed. You know, not really. But I want to do it. I want to get everybody. I don't want to see anybody get lost. Because remember, I what maybe some we have some new people don't know this. I was a hardcore socialist, right? So mm -hmm. there was a point in my life where I was a troll. And JC, I was a troll. I was a troll before there was social media because I was the face-to-face -face troll, right? I was the person that would walk up to you and tell you to your face you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, I was obnoxious. Can you imagine? No. 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 So, <laughs> so I think... Um. Yeah, exactly. Now, when you're over the target, trolls come out and add flag. Right. Right. So yeah, Jerry Hill. Uh, yeah. So so the thing is, you talk about educating, right? So right. Topic is trolls. So do you engage? Do you not engage? Or is it a matter of how you engage? Right. And to what point? Mm -hmm. So you're basically what you were describing you try to educate. So as long mm -hmm. as there's dialogue, as long as it's some, you know, a discussion or whatever, and mm -hmm. you're putting it out there. And then when it flips to F off. Right. You know, you're pretty well done, right? At that point, you're casting pearls before swine. You've just, you, you just heard an oink, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, right. <laughs> F off is. <laughs> right. So, you that know what? Can you do that again? Not really. So, you know, at that point, you're casting your pearls before right. swine and maybe that's block time, move on time. Otherwise, you know, otherwise it's love your neighbor as yourself. So you're trying to speak truth because mm -hmm. out of love, because you you love people, you don't want people to be ignorant. You want people to be enjo to in fully enjoy their liberty, no matter yes. whether they're left yes. or right. Yes, yes. Uh, and so. As long as you're able to, like this is your heart. As long as you're able to, you're right. you're trying to reach people and help people. I am. Um, but <laughs> no, JC's name is not Jerry. Sorry, it's not. No, it's just show about nothing. Just a show about nothing. It's <clears throat> like Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, but that's it, right? So that's the that's the topic of trolls. So right. there's yeah, there's value. You've always talked about how you have the conversation on Facebook. It's not necessarily about the person you're talking to. Right. But the people who are watching. Right. Uh, that. The conversation. Conversation. Right. Because so there are I mean, people don't sometimes realize. Sometimes you're teaching other people, people how to engage. There are a lot more people that watch conversations on social media than actually join in on conversations. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm one. I'll go through and scroll somebody's conversation and just watch what's happening and see what's going on. And, and, uh, but uh, I just, you know, you're right. That's my heart. My heart is to teach and I'll teach as long as you're teaching mm -hmm. and, you know. Right. But there's a line, right? 
Yeah. There's a line out there. And then when it's just, if you're just here to be obnoxious, you know, and, and just be a jerk or whatever, like what annoys me at that point, I'm, I'm like, let's just trade addresses. Why is it gotta be, <laughs> why is it gotta be this? Richard, you are not a troll because you never miss a show. I don't think that's the definition <laughs> of a troll. That might be the definition of a stalker. <laughs> But not a troll. But it is entertaining. So, yes. I mean, I like. Yes. Sometimes. I mean, again, to a point, if you if they're out, they come out and you're just demonstrating your ignorance. And so mm -hmm. that's nice. I mean, yeah. I, I like that. That You know, yeah. when you show up and go, like, oh, I'm an idiot. Like you demonstrate. Right. You're a moron. Right. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but sometimes when they're, when they're spamming and then it hinders other people. Yeah. I know, hate those that people issue. that are all like, I'm going to post 17 pictures in 17 different feeds. Yeah. That's we're, incredibly we're repeating, obnoxious. Repeating the yeah, same post yeah, over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. So anyway, um, because today is president's day, I thought we would spend a couple minutes just simply talking about the power of the president just for a few minutes, because I have today's show, if you can read the title, is actually why I'm more encouraged now than I've ever been. And I want you guys to hear that because we're in the midst of all of this, you know, and, and I'm hoping we're on the, the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is coming and you all these people who have been, you know, disappointed and depressed and dejected over the over the election and you know, I know I realize we're not at March 4th yet, but so we're going to have a whole new wave of people who are going to be disappointed and dejected and depressed after on on March 5th. But we're not there yet. So right now, I just want to help the people who are feeling th that and, and help them see how I am more encouraged now than I've ever been in America. And so uh, we're going to do a little bit. We're, we're just going to do a few minutes on the power of the president. I want to remind you. I have an entire course at libertyfirstuniversity.com where you can get the uh, power of the president course by signing up at libertyfirstuniversity.com where we have online training, the Constitution as if the founders themselves were teaching it. We do not give degrees, by the way, but we do, you know, like pieces of paper, but we actually do something better than that. We give an education. So when you're talking about the power of the president, J.C., you have to go to the Constitution. Did you imagine not to the Supreme Court or not to the Speaker of the House or not to the what do they call the leaders of the political party? I mean, not president, but. Um, you know, like the head of chairman. the RNC chairman, chairman yeah. of the RNC, mm -hmm. uh, chairman mm -hmm. of the DNC. You don't have to talk to those people. So we're just I'm just going to actually do two sections. And I want to do this first one, Article two, Section one, Clause eight, which is actually the oath of office for the president of the United States, which I thought is which I which I love because it's a great place to start because the presidents, both Republican and Democrat, are always talking about the oath that they took and the promise that they took. Mm -hmm. And so article two, section one, clause eight of the constitution actually tells us what is the oath of office specifically. Look at this, JC. It actually even puts it in quotation marks. So you know exactly what they're going to say. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the president of the United States. And I will to the best of my ability preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. 
So what's interesting in the oath of office is not only what it says, but what it doesn't say. So it's not a comma here after United States and said where it says, and keep you safe. Right. And make sure you have jobs and make sure that you're free from viruses and make sure that you wear masks and make sure that you have no guns and make sure that uh, refugees have a place to live. I mean, you could go on and on. None of these things are actually in the oath. So the oath of office is to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And that's it, which means the president of the United States has to be actually limited to the Constitution of the United States. So the next section we're going to do in our little short little seems like a no brainer tutorial on the power of the president. Remember at libertyfirstuniversity.com got the whole section. Now, Article two is a section on the president's power. But you know what's interesting, JC, is that you go all through Article two, section one. You have to go all the way through it and get to Article two, section two, before you even get to a delegated power of the president. The whole first part of it, the whole section one, is how the president is elected and the congressional power over the president. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the, the power delegated to the president is very, very small. True. And half of it is the power delegated. Right. right? So it's small. So the president, here we are to the delegated power, the president shall be the commander in chief of the army and navy of the United States and of the of the militia of the several states when called into the actual service of the United States. So let's be very clear now, the president of the United States is not always the commander in chief uh, when you're talking about the, the constitution as it's a de delegated power. the He is only the president of the United States when called into actual service, which means there has to be a declaration of war. He may require the opinion in writing of the principal officers of the executive departments and upon any subject relating to the duties of their respective offices he shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States except for impeachment. Now, the next section, by the way, talks a little bit more about the delegation of power. But I want you guys to go ahead and make that your homework for today and talk about, about amongst yourself. Remember, we have also libertyfirstuniversity.com where you can get the whole section on the uh, power of the president and you can get a whole training on that. I think it's like a 60 minute training goes through all of them where I actually show you the language of the, of the founders themselves explaining why the, why what I just told you is true. Sure. So we have all of that at libertyfirstuniversity.com to help you with that. So today, JC, the title of today's show is why I am more encouraged now or why I'm more hopeful now than ever. And it really has to do with the states. Okay. 
the states, remember, our power is state and local, not federal. And the states, we're seeing this massive movement of the states really starting to pick up and push back against what we would generally call the the usurpations of power. And we have all of these legislative bills coming up. Now, let me just go ahead and give a, a healthy credit to the Tenth Amendment Center. The stories that you received today, all of them except one, will be coming from the Tenth Amendment Center. And the Tenth Amendment Center, true to its name, has to do with states' authority, What's, what power is reserved to the states as opposed to what power is delegated to the federal government. So Tennessee bill would reform the state's asset forfeiture process and opt out of, feder of the federal program. Now, this is huge, JC. This bill in Tennessee not only re uh, eliminates civil asset forfeiture at the state level, but it also seals up a loophole that the, that the local law enforcement was using to take money by using the feds as a tool, right? So they're saying, oh, no, no, it's not us. We're not engaging in civil asset forfeiture. It's the feds that are engaging in civil asset forfeiture. So you think maybe we, I should take a minute and tell people what that is? Probably, right? So civil asset forfeiture is when you are accused of a crime, I, I, accused, but you don't actually even have to be accused. If you're pulled over and you have a traffic stop and the cops find $10,000 in cash in your car, they accuse your cash. They accuse your cash of coming from drug money. Yeah, your cash is accused of a crime. Your cash is accused of a crime, which means your cash will be seized. That's why it's called civil asset forfeiture, which is kind of a misnomer, isn't it? Because forfeiture makes it sound like you just gave it up. Yeah. Civil asset theft. Yeah, civil asset theft. It's a seizure. So they seize your cash under the accusation that your cash has been involved with illicit criminal activity. The same thing can happen to your car, by the way, if you are pulled over and some agent, some officer uh, says that they smell drugs in your car or they have suspicion of drugs in your car. Now your car will be seized for being involved in the crime of possessing drugs. Right. And there's no requirement that you are ever charged with a crime right. or convicted of a crime. Yeah, that's why I sort of pause and there. In, 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 I guess in most places, you, you, you've in, the person ends up having to sue and try to get their stuff back, which pretty much doesn't happen. No, and that's, that's it. The civil asset forfeiture thrusts you into a system where you're guilty until proven innocent. You actually have to go and take the step to file the proceedings they don't call it a lawsuit but you file the proceedings to get your stuff back and then you have to prove why your cash was not involved in a crime or why your car is not guilty of a crime or why your home is not guilty of a guilty of a crime i mean i've seen civil asset forfeiture your where trees. some some kid some guy 
who's living in his parents' home. They find marijuana in his parents' home. He doesn't, he's not even on the title of the house, right? Mm. He's not even on the deed. And they take the home from the parents yeah. because the kid had marijuana in the house. So your house is accused of a crime. So your house is accused of a crime. So now you have to go prove that your house is not guilty of being involved in some a crime. Now, most of our examples deal with drugs because that's the whole purpose of civil asset forfeiture. It started off under these kingpin laws, the RICO laws, the gang laws. Mm -hmm. And here's how it started. A lot of people don't realize this. I was actually talking to our class at River University, the uh, River School of Government the other day about this. You see, when drug dealers sell drugs, they know that one of the hazards of the job is being arrested. So what they would do, or mob, mob guys, same thing, right? Because mobs, mm -hmm. dealers, they do all kinds of stuff, different stuff. And so as a precaution to the known dangers of the job, what they would do is cash away money as a, this is my bail money, this is my lawyer money. And so what the government said is, well, they shouldn't be allowed to use money they obtained through illegal activity right. for their defense. Yeah. So we're going to take all their money, yeah. assuming it was all obtained in illegal activity, so they can't fund their illegal activity with illegal activity the defense of their legal activity with legal activity. So that's, that's how it came about. So that's how your cash becomes guilty of a crime or your car becomes guilty of crime or your house becomes guilty. This, of a This crime. is what's been um, shifted to the, the, the focus on crypto. This is how they're targeting cryptocurrency, digital currency. So they're just blanket saying, well, crypto is used for drugs. And so then there, there are several people who've had their entire digital currency accounts basically stolen yeah. by the government because their currency is accused of a crime because, and that's the thing they don't ever say it's not the, like you're guilty of doing drugs, you know, or you're guilty of settling or whatever you're, it's not the person <laughs> they're never accusing the person. So then right. how, how do you fight that? You're not, what are you talking about? No, not accused of anything. Well, and Your that's stuff the crazy thing. You We're don't just even keep in the stuff because yeah. it was used in a crime. Right. Right. And it's, it's like a boondoggle. Yeah. It absolutely is a boondoggle. So what happens then is the this is the crazy thing. The agencies actually use that for funding. Mm -hmm. And so the more you seize in civil asset forfeiture, yeah, yeah Brian, the IRS does it too. Yeah. Local, all, local all of, police all of them, local federal forces, agencies, sheriff's offices, you know, law enforcement is big that they they'll auction things off and I mean liquidate whatever they've taken. Um, use the cash mm -hmm. to, to fund operations, right. um, buy equipment. So it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big money laundering scheme. That, it is actually, it's extortion. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's, I mean, money laundering is an understatement. It's actually extortion. And so what now the uh, state of Tennessee and other states are doing this as well, is they're writing legislation that says uh, you can't just take people's stuff. You actually have to have approval before you can take people's stuff. And you have to have due process mm -hmm. before you can take people's stuff. Now, the loophole that this closes because certain pieces of legislation around the states 
ending civil asset forfeiture, we're now seeing the local police shifting all these cases to the feds. And then because they have the uh, mutual jurisdiction agreements, when the feds civil asset forfeiture your stuff, then they would send a portion of the civil asset forfeiture to the locals. And the locals would say, oh, guess what? We're not actually engaging in civil asset forfeiture. It's the feds who are doing it. They're just, you know, sharing the wealth. And so what this bill does in Tennessee is closes that loophole, ends the association with the Fed, federal police and federal agencies so they can't send that stuff to the feds, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to keep referring our state cases to the feds so you can extort people, money and property from people you're not even charging with a crime. I want to be clear here. We're not even charging these people with crimes. Mm-hmm. Or if they're charged with a crime and they're found not guilty, they don't have to have you, they don't have to fight to get their stuff back. And that's what was attempted in 2017 in Tennessee mm-hmm. to yeah. try to, to basically make it pure due process. Right. You want to take somebody's stuff, convict right. them of a crime so you can see something after conviction or whatever. Right. Uh, that was that was defeated mm-hmm. because of law enforcement pressure. Yeah. So because they've built this system in such a way that civil asset forfeiture is used to fund police operations, then law the police and sh- these sheriff's offices don't want uh, to get rid of, they don't want civil asset forfeiture cur- curtailed right. in any way. Right, right. So the next case- Some of them, obviously not all of them. The next case, look, I'm in my lawyer mode. Our next story comes from Maryland. Again, from the 10th Amendment Center, which is at 10thamendmentcenter.com, guys. If you are uh, somebody who wants to, to support with your resources or share with your social media a great organization that's fighting for our liberty every day, uh, the 10th Amendment Center is is a place you go. We fully endorse the 10th Amendment Center. As a matter of fact, I talked to, I sent a message to Mike Meharry today and asked him if he'd become a guest on our show today, cool. uh, sometime in the future. So, no-knock warrants. Mm-hmm. So, m- the Maryland House Committee holds a hearing on Duncan's Act. This is the name of the act, Duncan's Act, to prohibit no-knock warrants. And if you're not familiar with what a no-knock warrant is, that's where they show up in the middle of the night and just kick in your door and don't even say anything. Mm. The problem is you get the wrong door. Yeah. And the problem is I don't even, as an officer, I wouldn't even want to do a no-knock warrant. You kick in somebody's door and you come in, you're going to get shot, especially if you're at a bad guy's house, right? That's happened in many cases. Stupidity, man. Horrific. Horrific stories, um, both, uh, you know, bad results for the officers and bad results for the residents. I mean, there are many, many, many examples of these no-knock raids gone bad, wrong houses. I mean, I remember the one where uh, wrong house, they set off a flashbang in the the house. In a baby's crib. Burned a baby alive. I mean, uh, burn a whole guy's house down. He was the 
uh, was again the wrong house. Uh, he was afraid to come out, and essentially stayed in the house and and burned to death. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, just story after story, horrific, horrific outcomes of these no knock raids. Right. Um, it, it, it's really crazy, and like you said, you know, if you if you were the officer, I if you had any sense, you wouldn't want to do this. You'd realize right. how dangerous right. the situation is for everybody. Well, uh, Duncan's Act legislation would repeal the sections in Maryland statutes that authorize judges to issue no-knock warrants. Under the proposed law, warrant application, quote, may not contain a request that the search warrant authorize the executing law enforcement officer to enter the building, apartment, premise, place, or thing to be searched without giving notice of the officer's authority or purpose. I, this is another one of those things, JC, that's really just hard for me to wrap my brain around. Like I said, logically speaking, if I'm an officer, I want them to know I'm an officer, mm. right? Because here's the thing. Maybe if I know, the, I, I worked with officers enough. I worked as and the prosecutor's office for, for nearly a decade. The reason they want to do the no-knock warrants is because if they say, hey, police, then they go running out the back door. Yeah, flush the drugs, drugs down, down the, the toilet, toilet, whatever. I mean, but is it worth it? Is no. It, is it worth? Absolutely Is not. it worth being the cause of an innocent person's death, having that on your conscience? Is it worth having your partner shot Right beside you or yourself. I mean, how is that? Okay, you, you didn't get a conviction because the guy flushed crack down the toilet. I mean, come on, but you lived. Here's why, the thing. Why would you want to put yourself in that situation? It's not worth it. No, here's the thing I always explained to Besides a, being contrary to liberty, you know, right from start to bottom. Right. That's what I said from a logical perspective. On, right. We're not talking about even from a liberty perspective. We're talking about a logical perspective. Yeah. When I was training new prosecutors, JC, because there is always, always a temptation as a prosecutor to do whatever it takes to win. Mm -hmm. And I would explain to them. Go by the book. Don't bend the rules. Don't, you know, jiggy the evidence. Don't do anything that even may even look or appear wrong. You need, you, prosecutors, you know me, JC. I was like, you are of a higher standard than everybody else on the planet of living if you're a prosecutor. And so I always told him, look, the bad guys are bad guys by behavior. Maybe they get acquitted because something didn't go right. Maybe they get acquitted because of a technicality, but be they're back. there because they have lifestyle. lifestyles. They will be back. And then I explained to them, if they don't come back, that's a victory for us because whatever it happened to them caused them to change the right. behavior that brought them there in the first yeah, place. Either they changed, you had the wrong guy, they weren't a bad guy in the first place. Right. Right. So, yeah, it, it's not worth it. Um, it's it just not worth it. Yeah. And not somebody mentioned the pets. You know, you you do these things and pets get killed all the time, yeah. too, because sure. the dog's going to come and bite you if you come in the house. Yeah. And there's there's a lot more behind that as well. But, you know, it's one thing if, you know, you've got a hostage or whatever. But, yeah, you, 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 I think everybody at this point knows shouldn't understand the the travesty of the war on drugs that just absolute 
disregard for human life, property, dignity. It's it's been a disaster. It's yes. still a disaster. Uh, not to mention the militarization problem, uh, the recruitment, you know, the, the 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 lack of, in my opinion, psychological standards recruiting. Um, in the very least, sociopathic leaning individuals. Um, you know, you talk about the dogs and, and pets. There's more to that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our next story, our next new piece of legislation at the state and local level. And I just want to make sure that we understand what we're doing here. This is why I'm more hopeful now more than ever, because we're seeing these legislations have, can you think in the last 10 years, JC, where we could have spent an entire show where we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different states creating and trying to pass forward liberty legislation? Mm -hmm. I, I'm just the awakening of the people of, of what actually is the representation of tyranny in your society is, is just very, very encouraging to me. So our next story from the 10th Amendment Center comes from Rhode Island. And in this, Rhode Island is going to limit warrantless electronic data collection. And this comes from the use of these things called stingrays. Are you familiar with stingray? Mm -hmm. So stingrays are devices that actually fool a cell phone into thinking that it's a cell phone tower. And it tricks the device uh, within range into connecting to the stingray instead of the tower, which allows the law enforcement to sweep up communication content as well as location and track the person in possession of the phone or the electronic device. Or shut it down completely. Shut or down shut it down. Communications completely. Yeah. This is another, that's an, another way that they use those stingrays is to just is to lock down all communications in a particular area. Yeah. Yeah. So what we have now in Rhode Island, the bill introduced in the Rhode Island House and Senate would ban the warrantless collection of electronic data and use and the use of stingrays to track location of phones, sweep up electric electronic communications in most situations. The bill would not only protect privacy in Rhode Island but would also hinder federal surveillance. So it's a limitation of federal power as well. Mm -hmm. And now we have two pieces of legislation, JC, that not only said, hey, we can't do this in the state. And when the feds come in our state, they can't do it either. And that's really, really exciting to me. That's very encouraging to me. The recognition that the federal government shouldn't be able to come into your state and break your laws which is really, really encouraging. It's fascinating to see all of this, this pushback yeah. to the police state surveillance state mm -hmm. uh, powers. It's, it's, um, it's a head scratcher as to why it's taken this long. Uh, but it's very interesting to well, see this spark all of a sudden. Human nature says it's always somebody else's fight until you get punched in the eye. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's how it works. Now, I will mention to you that the Rhode Island bill, uh, you know, point out to you, the Rhode Island bill says it limits warrantless electronic data collection. I will also mention to you that the Supreme Court of the United States in 2017 in Carpenter v. U.S. also said that warrantless collection of 
people's um, cell phone data is unconstitutional, is not allowed, uh, using what they called the third party doctrine, which they said, oh, uh, we're not seizing the data of Mr. Carpenter's phone, so we don't need to have a warrant for Mr. Carpenter. We're going to his cell phone presider. It's actually Verizon. We're just asking AT&T. Yeah, we're just asking AT&T, and they're giving it to us. Well, under Carpenter v. U.S., which was one of Gorsuch's first, first written opinions, he said, no, I'm sorry, we are not going to allow at this anymore this third party doctrine when it comes to data. So if you're going to get someone's cell phone data, you have to have a warrant to that person for their data. This is where this, the next bill comes in. Yes. In, in directly targeting those uh, entities that are collecting that data in the first right, place. Right, exactly. So this is an extension. Well, I put it in this order. This is an extension. Virginia, California has already done this, by the way. Virginia is likely the second state to pass major data privacy act. And did it better. And did I it might, better. I might add. Yeah, I think so. I think, well, I, in, you know, in all, in all due faith, I think that they learned from California in realizing that California left some holes. No, I mean, California did it better. Oh, California did it better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Virginia's is not as good as California. Ah, California well, thank you for clearing learned, that up for yeah, me. California learned uh, and has since, they continue to tweak. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Because I knew Prop they. 24. Right. I knew they had adjusted. gone back and tweaked. Yeah, they it. were the ones that learned. Oh, and then okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like Virginia is starting even back a little further than where California yeah. even started and certainly not where California has ended up. Right. And there's exactly. still improvements to be made in my opinion yeah. in both. Yeah. So uh, the act in, in Virginia adopts the consumer privacy concepts from the California consumer privacy act, the new California privacy act and the Europe's general data protection regulation, which doesn't really make me very happy about that, but whatever. Uh, definitions of personal data and sensitive data and, cons and consent, the collecting of personal data only for specific legitimate purpose, the collecting of the data actually needed for the purpose. And what's interesting is the California Act, JC, actually allows the people to go to their, their place that's collecting the data Correct. and say, and say, and say, me let me got. see everything that you've collected on me. All right. Now delete it. Yeah. You now have to show me everything that you've collected. And then now you have to delete it. So in a nutshell, this is this is a bill aimed at uh, big tech. Yeah. Gathering and selling your information. They, right. I mean, they Google's entire business model. Mm -hmm. uh, what one one Harvard professor terms as uh, surveillance capitalism. Right. So it's basically all, they collect they're collecting all the information. In fact, that's what social media is. So social media is 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 there to collect your behaviors. It's collecting data on your behaviors. Right. And then they sell that uh, to to advertisers, corporations, retailers, whatever to sell stuff because they're essentially trying to. Uh, it, it's it's making advertising efficient, basically, is what it is. So you get more mm -hmm. bang for your buck. If I'm spending money on advertisement, well, Google's got all the 
the algorithm and, and the massive, massive amount of data. So I know exactly what to say, who to target, you know, whatever, boom, I get a sale immediately, that kind of thing. So that's when Google launched, uh, when Google went public in 2000, I mean, this was basically what was there, what ended up being their business model. So at the, the when mm -hmm. the dot-com bubble burst and all of these, uh, these tech companies were crashing and then Google had started out like the, the, uh, uh, Tavarish, uh, Blin, the commie Russian guy and, uh, and Larry, uh, whatever the other guy, right. Their little thing was do no evil. There was their little catch, like, do no evil. And, and they talked about, you know, we're not going to advertise, no advertising and advertising corrupts the purity of the internet, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Well, they couldn't make money. How, well, how do we do this? So they wanted to keep the veneer of we're, right. we're not evil <clears throat> advertiser. So what they did was they collect all of your information, all of your behaviors. And, oh, no, we're we're so pious. We don't advertise. Advertising is evil. Right. They behind <laughs> the scenes sold your data in the billions. Yes, Larry Page, in the billions. Two advertisers. Yeah. Right. While yeah. saying we're not going to advertise advertising. We so were that's watching. their model. And, yeah. and now, now the next level, what's happening now is it's no longer just about making money. Mm -hmm. It's about growing the AI. Mm -hmm. So your 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 metadata, your behavior, you, it's a it's a total sociological uh experiment. They're they're gathering up all your behaviors. They're you're not searching Google. Google's searching you. Yeah. And they're gathering your information. And not only did they leverage it exactly, that's why Facebook is free for you to use. Not only did they leverage it for 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 money, right? And they've made billions and billions. Now it's 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 food for the AI. Remember the Matrix? Okay, if you watch the Matrix, and you in fact you can Google this. Um, Morpheus in the construct. So those of you who've watched The Matrix, which was 1999, and by the way, Google launched, Google went public in 2000, a year later after The Matrix. In the scene, uh, Morpheus. This one here. When yeah, when Morpheus this is. This one right here. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Morpheus is sitting there, and he's telling Neo, you know, what where you're at is an illusion, and you're actually this is the real world, right? He shows mm -hmm. him this is the real world. And it's been destroyed. The machines destroyed it. And he shows Neo. He says, basically. Uh, you want me to play it? You this part? show this one little segment. So okay. let's, let's show this. This, this is my point here. Yeah. Let's play it right here. So he tells Neo, what is the reality? Okay. Let me, yeah, you have to, that. hold on. I have Share to. Share the screen okay. and hit play. So you guys get it. Yeah. If you, if you, so you've probably seen the matrix. So whether you have or hadn't. Check this part out. So this is the, this is our current reality, and this is this is how Google works. Now I'm going to tell you the subtle difference. You mean to go? Go. It exists now only as part of a neural interactive simulation that we call the Matrix. You've been living in a dream world, Neo. This is the world as it exists today. Welcome 
the desert out of the real. What is the Matrix? Control. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being into this. No. Now watch this part. I don't believe it. Because here's the subtle difference today. I didn't say it would be easy, Neo. This is the fictionalized version. I'm going to tell you what the reality is. Stop. Let me out. Oh, were you? Let me out. Oh, that part was, I guess they cut that part out of that, uh, that particular version. Okay. So in that, in that section, in that, the part they, they, they cut out. So when he was describing the thing and he shows, he says, humans aren't born, they're grown and they're these big fields and the machines are harvesting people. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, they're the energy for the machines, mm-hmm. the feeding the people, keeping in the matrix, whatever. Right. So, and that's what we meant by the battery. Right. And they show that in part, I guess they cut out, they cut out that little section right there in that clip. So here's the thing in the system. So you're not literally a battery giving them energy, right? Cause the humans scorched the sky. There was no longer solar power. So the machines had to turn people into batteries. So you're not a battery. It's not like human beings. You're being ground up and fed as the food, the fuel for the AI is your data. So you're the, you're still being harvested, right? You're the battery in the sense you you've plugged into the social media. All of social media is, is this like harvesting machine, harvesting all of your data. It gets fed to the AI to, so the AI can learn. Now AI controls, you know, our whole world. And by the way, that didn't happen till 2016 the lightning speed the quantum speed with which this has happened is almost beyond description now jc i i want to say something in here too a, a, maybe a secondary application for, so the bill's cutting that fuel by the yeah way. that's so the cut the, that fuel the cut the cord secondary application of that whole battery symbolism is the fact that the people are the fuel because they're providing the money correct to drive yeah. this too the money so and the data the money and the data is is the fuel and so the, this is just craziness man and the conduit what we don't what people have i guess failed to recognize or come to grips with the conduit is social media right so go and and the whole big tech big tech uh apparatus with Google and Facebook and Twitter. You know why what we watched That's this why it's free. We watched this documentary on on this whole thing and it was just crazy because it showed us that you know Google was collecting all this data and they were just collecting it and then all of a sudden they thought, well what happens if we do something with the data? And then all of a sudden they were sitting around with their jaws on the table going, "Oh my goodness, looks what happens." Then they started engaging in social experiments trying to facebook uh, specifically alter reality by what you see in your feed can we make people happy can we make people sad and that's the matrix jc that's exactly how in symbolically the matrix works now you have the collection of the data being used by the ai (laughs) to manipulate your reality you know and 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 very literally manipulate your reality facebook takes credit 
for driving 350,000 people to the polls in the, in the 2016 election without even trying. They admit this. They're proud of this. Then they turn around and say, well, if we can do this, let's see if we can manipulate people's emotions. They literally started using the AI to change what you would see on your Facebook feed to see by watching your status if they can manipulate your emotions could, by what you're being fed you, through the matrix. Right, could make you happy or sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, social experiments. I mean, that's why Zuckerberg has been <laughs> called into the called into Congress many times for all of these things and they revealed. Mm -hmm. Then they started selling that to outside organizations so that the outside organizations could do that, could right. manipulate people. That was the whole uh Cambridge. Uh, Analytica uh, right. scandal. Right. So, so the bill in Virginia based on, and, and let's go, go back the bill in Virginia based on the California mm -hmm. bill initially. The, and you think, well, this is where Google is at Facebook, mm -hmm. all these, they're located in California. So the government was not for this. It, this was started the initial bill, the California uh -huh. consumer protection act was initially started. In fact, the reason why it exists, was because of one man. One man started this. Right. One individual started an education campaign, just going around, uh, talking to people, presenting, teaching, educating. And then they formed this, essentially a lobby, right. created the bill and pushed this bill. There was, an, there was an, uh, a ballot initiative uprising, a populist uprising in they had, California, they had to have 500,000 signatures. They ended up getting over 650,000 signatures yeah. on this that, ballot. I think they had they needed for the ballot they initiative. Needed, I think 300,000 got over half a million. Um, it, it was like double, almost mm -hmm. double, more than double what they needed. I know but, they got like 650,000. I right, remember that right. number. Yeah, yeah, I think the I think the requirement was um was somewhere around 300 some odd thousand. Right, but the. the what it it took the it took a populist uprising. So the fact that the people, uh, the people got on board because again, it was much of this is tied into defense department, police departments. So more often than not, it's going to be Republicans who oppose restricting right. this this AI and big right. tech because right. it feeds the military industrial complex. Yes. For surveillance and intelligence gathering, JC, so they I were afraid. They were afraid Republicans weren't going to support it because, but because mm -hmm. of the populist uprising, the people got behind it. It was actually passed unanimously in California. You, uh, yeah, unanimously. unanimously. I want to. I want to move on because I wanted to make sure we got through uh, at least these last two before the show ends. Uh, Arizona is going to create a state process to end qualified immunity. Now, that's a really huge thing. Qualified immunity is where uh, it, it stems actually from an old uh, monarchical protection of the king called sovereign immunity, which means the king can do no harm. And so what this bill is going to do is that... Uh, gives the person an opportunity to actually sue a government agent when they're failing to to do their job according to standard operating procedure. Mm -hmm. So it used to be that I work for the government. You can't sue me. I have an immunity 
if I'm doing, if I'm working in uniform. Now it's going to be that uh, we are going to be able to sue you if you have, uh, if you're, even though you're wearing a, mu- a uniform, if you're operating outside your training and out in contrary to the people's rights. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's going to be very good to look at the qualified immunity thing. And then this and one. We're giving you tools because these, every state. There should be a push for all of these bills in every state. Yeah. And that's why I'm also pointing you to this 10th Amendment Center, because the 10th Amendment Center is not only reporting about these things, they actually write this legislation. They take the legislation that's written. They they help you put it into play in your own state. The 10th Amendment Center is one of the most amazing Uh, resources at the state and local level to make the most significant changes. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is so important. Oregon, everybody gives the left states a hard time, but you seriously, we see some, some, some pushback from statism and, and push into Liberty movement legislation in the left states. There are intersections. I mean, from time to time, there are intersections. Yeah. When, when each side suffers at the hands, of police state, militarization, that sort of thing, surveillance state. Yeah. There's common ground on many of these things. Right. Absolutely. So the Oregon committee is holding a hearing on a bill to limit state participation in federal police militarization programs. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to uh, stop a lot of this federal usurpation of your rights through these mutual jurisdiction agreements. So when the federal agencies try to gift your local police department with all this unmet, you know, unmanned drones and uh, war kind of material, Mm -hmm. this is going to say, no, you can't get this war, this material that should be used in Baghdad and not in the streets of, of, of Portland. And trade off the sovereignty of our state with uh, with what the, uh, you know, with gifts from the federal government. Yep. You're going to put that link in the. Yeah. The thing. Tenth Amendment Center, T-E-N-T-H, amendmentcenter.com. Check it out. Lots of good tools there. We can push this in every state. For you uh, for you folks of faith, this is the rise <laughs> of the Antichrist system. We yep. must stand and make our allegiance clear that we are in opposition to the Antichrist system. The good news is God is orchestrating events to overthrow his adversaries and deliver his people. That is, yes. So we this is why Chrisanne Hall is more hopeful now than ever, because the rise of oppression always brings the defense of liberty in the hearts of the people. Awesome. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining us for our show today. JC and I will be in the land tomorrow morning and we will see you here on the show tomorrow. Don't forget evening. to check out God guns, See you next time.